We are joined by Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the opposition in Ottawa, former leader of the NDP. Now he's all ours. Good morning, sir. It's nice to have you. <laughs> Good morning, John. Great to be with you. Let me play you a tiny clip from uh, Pierre Polyev's video. And he was in conversation, I guess, uh, with a reporter who's not exactly uh, up to questioning uh, a national leader, I would think. <laughs> and as I was saying just before you joined us, uh, in the video, he's eating an apple and the reporter. On the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, a lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but... Like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. I, you must know somebody. All right. I mean, it was such a, a destructive session for the reporter, I almost wondered if the whole thing was staged. <laughs> that, that, that's actually, I'm sure, something that crossed a lot of minds. But uh, look, Poiliev is hilarious in this. That is the Pierre Poiliev I sat with in the House of Commons for more than uh, 10 years. He is that person. He used to entertain his backbenches because he was the class clown, obviously very smart. And you can see it in this exchange. There's a part that comes right after the bit that you just played, you know, the bit of it. Oh, you took a paid out of Donald Trump's playbook, and he just deadpans which page. Yeah. And it, it was, as you correctly said, John, let's, let's call a spade a spade. That journalist was not up to questioning a national leader. I thought that was very delicately put. put. It was really bad work. The guy came in with an agenda, and it was obvious, and Poitiev was just like a, a cat uh, playing with a mouse. But it's interesting, first of all, that it became so viral, it went international. His political base exactly like the backbenchers he used to entertain with that sort of droll smarty pants humor um that works with your own crowd the real question is and this is interesting because there's a really good team of top flight experts who have been doing everything they can to beat that poiliev out of the guy that they put on television because they dropped half the brill cream they got rid of the tie they lost the glasses they you know, they changed his way of speaking. They dropped it a, an octave so it wouldn't always be this screechy voice that he had. And all of a sudden, he's back. So, you know, there's an old expression that I'll, I'll clean up a little bit for the radio that nobody likes a smarty pants, right? And th that Pierre Poiliev, I'm not sure that the average Canadian voter watching that is going to say... This is the guy I want running my G7 country for, for years. You know, this is the guy I really want to be talked to like that because make no mistake, he doesn't just talk to lousy reporters with that, uh, you know, disparaging tone. He can use it on just about everybody. So not 100% sure it was a complete success, even though his base is ecstatic because it shows the guy that they love. Well, and he's selling T-shirts now. I don't know if you've seen them. <laughs> I missed that yeah. part. <laughs> Did you ever end up in an encounter with a reporter, though, where they thought they were trapping you? And it was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yes. And uh, I remember it was Brian Lilly, uh, who said Sun, and I wound up writing at Sun for a couple of years when and Brian was still there. And I remember Brian back from CJAD days in, in Montreal. But he just did one of these most incredibly bizarre things with me. Uh, it, prior to the 2011 election, he was affirming that uh, I was so unfair because I was pushing Jack Layton into an election that clearly Jack didn't want. And... <laughs> 
if you knew anything about the background, I wasn't sure we were quite ready yet. You know, we had had a lot of building to do in Quebec and we were scrambling and it was pretty well the opposite. And it looks like Jack was completely right at the timing of that thing because we completely crushed with the orange wave in Quebec. But, you know, when somebody comes at you with something that you know is completely false, you've really got to hold it back in. And that exchange, you know, I, I just pushed back that firmly, um, but holding <laughs> You could see the anger in me. But yes, there are going to be times like that where you're just sort of going, oh, come on, you're not really going to try to affirm that, are you? There seems to be a rift in the federal Liberal Party, and uh, we've got about two dozen MPs who are calling. Yep. And, and we saw this in the House on Friday at Queen's Park as well, that the NDP is somewhat roiled by the controversy in the Middle East because leaders try and hold a certain line, but there are activists who want something bigger. And I think that this is one of the most important things about this for Trudeau, because you can like or dislike Trudeau or his policies or his way of doing politics. But he's had one amazing thing that anybody who's ever led a party will tell you that is he's very strong at, which is holding his caucus together. So he's always had that ascendance over his caucus. One, he, he wins elections for them. Two, he's really good one on one individually. You know, when there's a, a squeaky wheel. He gets grease. He, he talks to them. He, he works them. He works the room. He, he's been on this constantly. Then this thing just started to peel off. And there were a couple of individual MPs in his caucus. And then all of a sudden, like you say, John, a couple of dozen. And boy, this is a real sea change for Trudeau personally. He's handled it, I think, extremely well. You know, the caucus that he's put together is a reflection of the diversity of Canada that he always thought was important. So he's he understands that he's dealing with the, the diversity that's there. It, it's a really tough time at Queen's Park for Merritt Stiles right now, but for a different reason, because some of that is of her own making. She has a single MP, you know, who was given all the help in the world by the party to take you know the, the riding that was held in hamilton center and lo and behold she wins it and then she shows up and then she starts doing her own stuff i was one of the people who wanted to give her a break because the people had said no no when she was at university she had said this this and this and i said well that was mostly the people around her let, let her arrive and, and do her own work well, it turns out that she's doing her own work in a way that's completely opposite of what her leader wants. And so Merritt Stiles has really been pushed into a corner by this because Stiles said, you're going to apologize and you're going to withdraw what you've tweeted. She did apologize, but she didn't withdraw, which I think leads fair-minded people to say, well, look, how, how sincere was that apology if you're actually boosting the presence of what you said that you just apologized for? So, I mean, it doesn't, it, you can't have it both ways. So Stiles, I think, by the way, I think she's got tremendous political skills, great interpersonal skills. But I think that she looks really weak on this because you can't, on these key issues, come up with your own policies. You know, we've seen at the NDP federally since Singh arrived, he's hewed a very different uh, line from Jack and, and myself with regard to Israel-Palestine issues. But the minute he started doing that, you had some people in the NDP caucus federally say, talking about Israeli apartheid. I mean, it just means that you don't know anything about Israel or about apartheid, but it's something that you hear at rallies and the like, the type of rally that you just described. And I was so sad to hear that people were actually trying to target a restaurant because of its owners. This is Kristallnacht. Yep. This is not on in, in Canadian society. It's horrible to hear that. Thank you, sir. Happy Monday. Take good care. Okay, Have a Thomas good week. Small care on a Small Care Monday.